Hello, everyone. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, where every week, Jeff Glover and his coaches will dive into deep questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you are facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate, with Jeff and his team closing over 1,000 homes per year. In today's episode, Jeff will share some key strategies you can implement to stand out, get more online engagement, and increase your mindshare. Now, let's hear from Jeff. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Jeff Glover. All right, all right, all right. All right, let's go ahead and jump in. Do me a favor and turn to a clean sheet of paper or go back to wherever the section was that you were taking notes on the five skills because we, are, we have now arrived at skill number three. Skill number three, which is the skill of social media and digital marketing. So we're gonna spend some time on social media and digital marketing. And it's also my understanding that we do have a couple winners uh, uh, swag winners for those of you that have been super active on social media, which as you know, we're doing a couple things. We're giving, a sweat, we're giving swag away all day today, uh, pretty much before and after every break. We'll be doing that the rest of the day today. When you use the hashtag LiveUnrealSummit, that's how we find them. Of course, that's how we find a lot of those photos for the cool video this morning as well. So you never know when you're going to be uh, pictured in, in something cool there. So thank you for doing that. Your clients love seeing that you're learning and growing. Your peers love seeing that too. So thank you for, again, sharing. And of course, we want to reward those as well. The other thing I wanted to mention, they're still, um, they reminded me, they're still giving away the $25 swag store gift cards for those of you that are leaving us great reviews on Google. So if you did that at all this week and you haven't gotten yours, make sure you go to the swag store and get your gear or get your card, put it towards whatever you want. Um, and, and a lot of people I know are buying the 2022 planners. That makes a lot of sense. So go to the swag store to get that. That's 25 bucks for just leaving us a five-star review. Of course, it'd be nice if you could write a few good sentences and it'd be even better if you were being truthful. So hopefully you, hopefully you, mean, hopefully you mean what you say. All right. Okay. Um, let's take a look at who our first winners are and you must be present to win. So let's see who our first winners are. There we go. Let's hear it for, should be on my screen, Julie and Kim. Let's hear it for them. Nice job, guys. So the two of you on the next break, or right before lunch, go see our crew at the swag store. Let them know you were the winners, and they will be able to verify that and get you your gift cards. They're getting $50 gift cards each to the swag store, all right? Okay, so let's go ahead and jump in. We left off on skill number two. We're jumping into skill number three, the skill of social media and digital marketing. First, I want to make sure we're on the same page in terms of what I'm referring to as digital marketing. Most of you know what social media is, so I don't think I need to give you that that definition. Digital marketing, to some degree, does encompass social media because a lot of what we do on social media, especially if we're doing advertising on social media, it leads them to somewhere online. What I'm specifically referring to is your overall online presence. Google, your website, your YouTube, Zillow, your presence on Zillow, Realtor.com, all of those sites. That's when I, when you hear me talk about digital marketing, that's what I'm referring to. Versus social media marketing, which is your Facebooks and your Instagrams and TikToks and all of that. I wrote down social media is a tool, not the foundation of a successful agent's business. Social media is a tool, not the foundation. 
And there seems to be a little bit of a disconnect in the industry, especially with the agents that have been in the business five years or less. Because what happens is they see all these overnight successes on social media and think that all they did was just post a ton of cool stuff on social media. And so then they go get their license and say, well, I followed so-and-so for so long and I see them posting like crazy on social media. They're an overnight success because of what they do on social media. No, 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 There's a, they're an overnight success because of what they do behind the scenes to generate leads, to get into conversations, to set appointments, to, to pre-qualify appointments, to go on appointments and get contracts signed. And oh, by the way, they use social media as a tool to tell the world about their success. Do you see the difference? Versus constantly focusing on social media being the foundation and finding out that you're quickly going to get passed by somebody that very much understands lead generation whether it be over the phone or through digital marketing, which we're going to talk about. So let's talk strategy here for a moment. Point number one, which some of you, especially if you're at the tour, you've heard this before. Moving forward, I do not want you to go another year without having a social media calendar in advance. Point number one is having a social media calendar that you have in advance planned out now, some people would look at this and say, oh my gosh, I have to post something seven days a week? Well, watch. If you're posting something a couple days a week, then go to four. If you're posting something three or four days a week, then go to five. And by the way, each one of these topics are designed to trick the Facebook algorithm for you, so that way your post is shown to more people. The mistake a lot of agents make who don't use a social media calendar like that is, you know, new listing, then it's a closing, a new listing, then it's a closing, fun at a restaurant, new listing, closing, fun at a restaurant, right? It's just repetitive. And what happens is Facebook recognizes that you're trying to, you're attempting to sell their audience something. Well, when they recognize that you're attempting to sell their audience something, they're going to stop showing that to people. And so therefore, this particular formula of Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, different thing each days of the week, puts you in a position to provide enough variety to where Facebook or Instagram is not thinking that you're constantly using their social media platform to sell something. Because remember this, when they detect that you're trying to sell something, if they can detect it, because if you write good copy and you tell great stories and you have an awesome photo, you can promote on social media and get a lot of exposure, get a lot of views, get a lot of likes. And, and you and I would know that it's a, it's a sales post. The goal is to get attention to it so people reach out to us and create leads. But Facebook doesn't know that because you've tricked their algorithm. And this is an example of a formula that does that for you as well. Now, some of you may look at this and say, well, what do you mean by educate? What do you mean by motivate? What do you mean by build trust? And on the next slide, it gives you some examples of that. If we'd flip to the next slide, there we go. So educate, buyer tips, seller tip, entertain, holiday message, pet posts, family posts, throwback Thursdays, motivational posts, building trust, market stats, community. Feel free to take a picture of this if you'd like. There's a lot of good ideas and things on there. This is straight, by the way, straight from our marketing director. Her name's Alana Pfeffer. She does all of the marketing for our real estate team and for Glover U, and she does a great job. And her background, by the way, is in social media and digital marketing, right? She was a, the, the head of e-commerce with social media and digital marketing for a large retail organization. So she understands this stuff. And so when moving forward, when you're putting your business plan together, which for those of you that are familiar with our business plan, you know this is in there. Because we will not go another year without having a social media calendar. 
because we're not going to be like the average agents who just post when they feel like it or when they think of it. No, no, no. We're going to have a, a, a systematic plan of what the posts are going to be and when. Now, here's the deal. I know what you're thinking. Well, you know, sometimes you're just in a really cool setting and a real cool situation and something cool you see or at a restaurant or whatever, and it's like, but I'm not supposed to post about food on Thursday. I'm supposed to do throwback Thursday. You're still going to post when it's cool and make sense. That would just be in addition to this social media plan. By the way, if you don't have your hands on the copy of our 2022 business plan, it's super easy to get. You just go to GloverU.com forward slash plan. GloverU.com forward slash plan. You get a PDF version of the plan and you get a 75-minute instructional video of me walking you through the plan step by step. And it's the same plan I use in my business. Christian, I know you have it. Same plan our team uses in our business. Point number two. Utilize... Facebook groups to the highest level today. Utilize Facebook groups to the highest level today. And before I explain what's on the screen, I want to share with you what I'm referring to. For the last three years or so, we've been encouraging agents to create Facebook groups and Facebook pages, and a lot of them have had great success with that. Ellie, I know you've done a great job with it as well. Most recently, we've been telling our followers or our clients to add to that a very important client Facebook group, which I'm going to talk about in a second. But before I do, this particular postcard went out to a neighborhood where a Facebook group did not exist. In fact, a lot of neighborhoods today have associations that are so old or so traditional, they don't have Facebook groups for their neighborhood. Now, I also know a lot of you live in a community where one already exists. So my recommendation would be to create a niche Facebook group. You know, because you're going to read this point and say, well, can't do a neighborhood Facebook group. The association's already got one. Well, then I would find something that resonates with you, something that's important to you, something that you know a lot of people in the neighborhood would also have an interest in, right? If you just happen to live near golf courses or in a golf course community, great. You would create a golfers, you know, in this particular case, Highland Lakes Golfers Facebook group. If you near, live near a lot of lakes or, the, or where there's a lot of nature, Highland Lakes um, Boaters Group or Highland Lakes Hikers Group or what, right, whatever resonates with you and is something that you can get behind. Or just a simple Highland Lakes Moms Group, Highland Lakes Dads Group. When you create a Facebook group for your neighborhood, what you are doing is you're putting yourself in a position to be the credible resource of that neighborhood. Why is that? Well, because it is one of the few things that you can do on Facebook that actually notifies all of the people that are in your group, so long as they have their notifications on. Because they get notified when the admin posts in the group. And so you can make the most amazing posts with the best copy and the best video and all the stuff that we've talked about, but if it's just on your personal page, we have no idea who's gonna see it. Now, if it's really good, more people will see it. If it's not that great, not as many will. But in a Facebook group, it doesn't matter what it is. If you're the admin of the group and you post, they get a notification so long as their notifications are on. And so the benefit, if you're wondering what's the benefit of the notification, branding. Every time they get a notification, it is an impression. In the advertising space and ad agencies, if you talk to them, their language that they use is everything is based on impressions, CPIs they call them, cost per impression. And this is one of the cheapest CPIs because it's free. 
Now, in this particular group that were this example here, you notice that this looks, appears to be a postcard, because it is, it's a postcard, that was sent out to this particular neighborhood in a community in southeast Michigan from a licensed realtor. Do you notice that the postcard has no branding, no face, no name, no website? It's all about the resource. If you're trying to get people to join your Facebook group, do not be salesy. They don't want to join your group about real estate when they think when all they're thinking is they're going to get sold stuff and you're going to be bragging about your awards and your plaques and all this other stuff. Instead, they have to believe that you're providing value and a resource and they'll join your group. By the way, in this, this particular neighborhood, it's, it's an interesting story. The association, as soon as they got wind of this postcard going out, called the particular individual and said, uh, what are you doing? This isn't allowed. Well, of course, you talk to any attorney and there's nothing in any sort of bylaws or rule books that says you can't do this. About a year later, after a few hundred people were in the Facebook group, the association called this particular individual and said, hey, we know you've got a pretty large Facebook group now and we've got a barbecue coming up this Friday. Would you mind sharing it in there? So now the association went from get rid of it to we, we are embracing it. Regardless of that, create your own neighborhood Facebook group. My recommendation is for the community that you live in or a community that you want to serve. There's more benefit to the one that you live in because you're going to be seeing these people regularly anyways. The second piece of advice as we're referring to neighborhood Facebook groups would be creating a very important client Facebook group, and that's a new one we've been talking about in the last 12 months. A very important client Facebook group. Why is that? Well, again, it goes back to the notification. I want all of my clients, or if you're on a team, you want all of your clients into one space, right? All of the agents have all of their clients in one space, so that way you get recognition from your clients who are saying, wow, this is great. I just received this in the mail from my agent. This is really cool. And they take a picture of it and it notifies everybody. One of the best things you can do in a client Facebook group is giveaways. It's super easy and cheap giveaways. Because when you're in the Facebook group, of course, you can go live in them. Right? I'll give you, an, I'll give you a for instance. You know, next week, Friday, is going to be National uh, Margarita Day. You know, all those, by the way, get your, get your hands on those funny calendars that have like literally every day, you know, national, the sky is blue day, national, you know, whatever day, right? National Margarita Day. All right, I'm going to go live in the group and I'm going to give away a bottle of tequila. So I go live in the group. Hey, this is Realtor Jeff Glover. Super cool thing that's happening next week. It's National Margarita Day, and I don't know about you, but I love margaritas, and I know you probably do too. And I'm going to give away a bottle of your favorite tequila. Do me a favor. Comment below with the, your favorite tequila, and we're going to do a drawing next week Friday on National Margarita Day. And whoever I draw is going to win their favorite bottle of tequila. We'll see you next week. Okay, by the way, everyone got notified that I was live in the group. Whether they watched it there on the spot or not, they're gonna go, they're gonna get the notification. Obviously, we can't guarantee that everyone's gonna go and watch it, and that's fine. And of course, while you're live, people are gonna say, oh, hey, that's really cool. Oh, I, lo I love, you know, Don Julio, or I love Patron, or whatever. 
And the next thing you know, it's going to create some engagement. People are going to start commenting with their favorite ones. Probably they're going to Google the most expensive bottle because they might try to resell it later. Okay, so be careful with that. By the way, you have to do some clever editing of your drawing, right? Okay, you never know. People try to be sneaky with their, it's, it's amazing some of the stuff people will post and comment. Next Friday, you go live, and you've got a bowl of, of everyone's names and their favorite tequila. Hey, guys, I'm so excited. We had 42 of you comment with your favorite tequila. We're live in the VIC Facebook group. By the way, that's fair. And if it's in a group, you can say that because you're not going to use that video elsewhere. Now, I will tell you this. You could take that video and use it elsewhere because you could email it out to your database. But... When you email it out to your database, you'd probably say, hey, get in the very important client group because here's the stuff we're doing. So in that case, you would address that, you know, it would be okay for you to say you're going live because it's to your database. So get in the Facebook group. I'm doing this drawing next week, Friday. Friday rolls around. You do the drawing. All right, Bob from, from Northville, congratulations. We're sending you a bottle of Patron. Awesome. And then everyone's like, oh, Bob, congratulations, Bob, whatever. Imagine if you did that once every couple weeks in your group. You get engagement, you get comments, and most importantly, you get impressions. And when you get impressions, you take up mind share. And when you take up mind share and people are in a conversation with someone at lunch or at dinner or at breakfast or around their family or whatever, gosh, I keep seeing all this stuff online from this real estate agent or my real estate agent. I haven't, I haven't you know, bought or sold a home in seven years with them, but they keep doing all these giveaways. I hear you're having trouble finding a home. You might want to consider using them. Utilize Facebook groups to the highest level. Get them in the group. Very important clients. How do I get them in the group? Well, you're going to have to use the traditional methods to get them in the group because that's probably what you're wondering. How do I get them there? Well, number one, you could technically send a postcard. You could send a letter. In fact, every time we do a letter to our database, it's prominent down at the bottom. Jeff does giveaways all the time, or the team does giveaways all the time, or our, our, our Tigers opening day event is coming up in, in 2022. We're so excited. We hope they're going to have it this year. But you have to be in the very important client group to win or to get your tickets. So you have to give them reasons to get into the group, and then you have to notify them. Of course, you can use text. If they're a past client, a sphere of influence, you probably have their permission, so you can do a mass text. All right, you can do a phone call every single time you're doing calls to your database. Hey, have you been in the, the, the very important client Facebook group? Yeah, last week was, was national, uh, uh, was Taco Tuesday and, and we gave away like, you know, a ton of Taco Bell for a family of 10 or whatever, right? You're using this as conversation, get in the group. Text, email, phone call, voicemail, postcard, mail, whatever. Pop buys, right? How many of you still do pop buys? Show of hands. Popeyes, they've been around for a long time. Now, I'm not talking about the chicken. I'm talking about the, 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 the activity of driving up to a past client's house and popping by to say hi. By the way, that's still a very, that's probably one of the best methods, the only downside, best methods of keeping in contact with clients. And when you talk about impressions, I mean, that's a full impression, right? That's a full body impression because you're there in front of them in the flesh, now, my recommendation for those of you that raise your hands on the Popeyes, here's a quick tip. And by the way, it's very effective. Moving forward, when you pull in the driveway, I want you to leave the car running and the driver door open. Okay, leave the car running and the driver door open. Why is that? Well, because if the car is running and the driver door is open, then they're not going to invite me inside. Because chances are I'm on my way somewhere else. 
Chances are I'm on my way to an appointment or I'm on my way to a prospecting appointment. Car running, driver door open. I gave that advice in St. Louis and everyone's like, no, 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 you don't do that here. <laughs> Listen, I'm from Detroit. I, okay, it's all right, we've got insurance. Do everything you can to get them in the group. Why? Because watch this. You can do any research you want on Facebook or Meta and whatever they're creating in this new universe. And everything, you'll read a lot of articles about how Zuckerberg is pouring, pouring a ton of energy and, and money into Facebook groups. In fact, there could be a day where Facebook groups is the new Facebook. It could be the main reason why you use Facebook. Now, I'm not saying that's going to be the case, but as much as they're talking about it right now and looking at ways of improving it, get them there. That's point number two. Point number three, which you've been hearing, some of you have been hearing me say this for a few years now, get to 5,000 friends as quickly as possible on Facebook. Point number three is get to 5,000 friends as quickly as possible on Facebook. This is your personal profile. Your personal profile. Remember, your business profile is really only good for three things. Okay, so thank you for whoever asked the question. I could hear you just, you know, slightly there. Your business profile is only good for three things. Ready? Advertising, spending money to advertise, because hardly anyone's going to see your organic posts on your business page. I mean, yes, some of your followers or the people that have liked it will, fine. But you've got to spend money to actually get results with Facebook business pages. That's the first reason why you still would put energy and effort into your business page. The second reason would be credibility. Because when they're Googling you or researching you, it is going to come up as an option on the first page of Google. So a lot of you say, well, man, I, I, I just, I put a lot of energy into my business page and I never get any leads from it. It's because you're not spending money on advertising, number one. And I'm not, by the way, encouraging that you should. But that's why you're not getting leads from it. But you know what you are getting? You're getting credibility because when they research you and they type your first name and your last name in your company or your first name and your last name and, and real estate after that, because of the power of Facebook, it's going to come up on the first page of Google. And they're going to click on it and they're going to research you. If you haven't posted on your business page since 2017, they're going to call you back and say, we got somebody else coming out. The third reason why your Facebook business page is important is because of the reviews. Because Facebook is now showing up also on the first page of Google when people type, type your name and reviews. Again, there's a lot of power behind Facebook and that's why they're showing up on the first page. Paying for advertising, which I don't necessarily recommend, although Facebook lead ads do get some results. Credibility and online reviews. Get to 5,000 friends as fast as possible on your personal page. Watch this. If you did just eight a day, eight a day, times 250 working days per year, eight per day times 250, what does that work out to? A lot, like a couple thousand in one year. And you have room for up to 5,000, so what are you waiting for? There's a reason why at the bottom, for those of you that, that are avid users, users of our planner, and if we can get the zoom in, you probably won't be able to zoom in all the way, and that's okay. There's a reason why at the bottom of every page, okay, you might be able to see those gray boxes, at the bottom of every page, 
Contacts made, appointments set, appointments gone on, contracts signed, and add to database. Because we're consciously thinking of who can we add to our database, which, by the way, in this particular case, would be your Facebook database, which when we get to the database section, we're going to talk about how to treat it as a database. And I'm not talking about adding real estate agents in your market. Stop doing that. Last time I checked, they're probably not going to be listing or selling with you. So, by the way, a lot of you have probably already done that, and it might not be a big deal to you now, but when you get to 5,000 friends, now you're going to have to start deleting people. And now it becomes another step, another piece of work that you have to do. So be careful with that. Now, if you've got real estate agents in other markets, that's fine, because they're referring you business or whatever. I endorse that. And if you have top producers in your market that are doing good things and you want to be them one day or you, you admire what they're doing, cool, add them. That's good. You'll get good inspiration or good ideas or whatever from it. But stop adding every single person that requests to be your friend in your market if they're a real estate agent. Well, how do I know if they're a real estate agent? Very simple. If you're going to do this activity, even if it's just five a day, if you're going to do this activity, you click on their face, you see what they do. If they sell real estate, you don't add them. If they, in my market, say, you know, uh, engineer at Ford Motor Company, lives in Dearborn, Michigan, I'm going to add them. They've got a good job. They work for a good organization. This could be a potential client. And I could have 5,000 potential clients that I market to, a lot of these at no cost. Now, it, create, it takes time to create posts. There's no, there's no doubt about it. So, so I understand that the time does have a cost. But to add 5,000 friends, all you have to do is scroll for a few minutes, and it's going to give you all these suggested friends. And then, you know, by the way, those suggested friends are suggested to you because you have mutual friends. And so because you have mutual friends, they're likely to accept. Because what do they do? Bob at Ford Motor Company in Dearborn, Michigan is going to click my mutual friends to see who I know. Oh, he knows Terry. Oh, he knows Mary. He knows this person. He knows that. Okay, I'll add them. Next thing you know, you've got now a new person that you can make an impression to. Get to 5,000 as fast as possible. Number four, get local Instagram followers. Local Instagram followers. Again, local. I'm thinking buyers and sellers. I want buyers and sellers following me if I'm in the real estate space. By following the likes of posts of those in your database, and I'll explain. Get local Instagram followers, just write it out and I'll explain, it'll help you kind of understand. It's kind of a mouthful. By following the likes of posts of those in your database. I'll give you a for instance so you can kind of connect the dots here. So let's just say I'm friends with Bob from the Ford Motor Company. And I find Bob on Instagram as well. I go to Bob's Instagram profile, so long as it isn't private, which I don't know the exact stat, but I know it's less than a third of profiles today that are private, so the majority are not. As long as his page isn't private, and by the way, if, if he's following me and I'm following him, then this is even easier, because I don't have to worry about whether it's private or not. But let's just pretend we're not following each other, or we are, or, or, or I'm sorry, or his profile's not private, so I can see everything he's posting. And let's just say I, pick on the, I click on the first photo, and it happens to be on a golf trip. They're in northern Michigan, and it's a photo of four guys, whatever. 
click on who liked it. It's going to give me all of the people who have liked it. Well, guess what? Those are all of Bob's friends. And you know what? I can one by one follow each one of them. And guess what ends up happening? They get, notifi- they get notified of my request to follow. And not in every case, but a lot of cases, what do people do? They follow back. So if you want to keep your sphere super concentrated, now don't get me wrong, if I wanted to take it a step further, I'd have to actually click on their profile and see where they live. All right, so let's just go back to the example of Bob working at Ford Motor Company. I see the golf photo, I click on it. If I want to be real narrow, before I click follow, I'm actually going to click on their friends' profiles. Oh, where do they live? Or what are their, what are, you know, what, what's, what are the first five, you know, four or five sentences in their profile? Oh, yeah, they, looks like they live in Michigan. Looks like they live in Detroit. Follow. Now, that's going to take a little bit more time because you actually have to click on their profile and kind of read the first four or five sentences. You know, everyone's got a little title or whatever there. But if I wanted to go faster, then I'm just going follow, 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 follow until Instagram stops me because at some point it's going to say, oh, you're only allowed a certain amount of follows per day. And that's okay. You just wait to do it another day. So if you want to have followers that are local, that's how you do it. You start with your database and you go follow the people that are friends with the people in your database. And you'll grow a larger database on social media. How do you think we get so many people from the the Tom Ferry and the Mike Ferry organization and all these other companies? We just go follow all of their followers. And they turn around and follow us. And then they see that we're on the ground and in the business doing this every day, and then they switch to us. Sorry, guys. Number five. Hey, I'm just sharing with you what we do. Number five. They do it too, by the way. It's, It's part of the business. Number five. Utilize Instagram Reels and Stories. Right now, for those of you, and by the way, I'm seeing the use of the hashtag, so I think it's safe to say that almost half of our audience understands this at a high level. And the other half doesn't yet, and that's okay, yet being the key word. But right now, one of the hottest things you can do on Instagram is take advantage of their Reels. Why are they showing off so many Reels to so many people and trying to get you to do so many Reels? Two words, maybe. TikTok. They are doing everything they can to try to get the young generation to stay on Instagram and not go to TikTok. So therefore, they're creating features with their videos that compete. Why leave our platform and go somewhere else where you can do the same thing? Of course, they were a little behind the eight ball on that, and that's why they're trying to play catch up. And of course, who else is playing catch up with that? Facebook, because they're owned by the same company. So utilize reels and stories. By the way, I know a lot of you also use TikTok for your video editing. Now, I'm not necessarily suggesting you're going to be able to build a big business on TikTok, and some of you probably use it a lot, and that's fine. I don't have a ton of personal experience with it. But what I do know, one thing it's very, very good at, it's creating short-form videos and creating fun stuff. I mean, you see all the time. A lot of those videos, by the way, were created on TikTok, downloaded, and then posted to Instagram or Facebook. So you can use TikTok to create the video and just download it afterwards. Number six. Number six. Utilize Facebook Live, Facebook Stories, Reels, 
and rooms. Utilize Facebook Live, Stories, Reels, and Rooms. Now, I, I don't have a ton of experience with the rooms, but one thing I know when people create rooms, I get a notification. And I don't care what it is, if I get a notification, I'm gonna do some research on it. And we're gonna look at a way and implement, see how I can create a room where it's all first time buyers or whatever. So we only have so much time in the day to get through all of my notes. We could sit here and talk about this all day. I want you to go back and research some of this. Number seven, number seven. <clears throat> Make sure you are using different copy and messaging for each platform. And then just put in parentheses, demographics. Make sure you are utilizing different copy and messaging for each platform. Why is that? The demographics are different on each. I talked about on day one, I kind of mentioned this a little bit. What appeals to someone in their 30s may be completely different than that appeals to someone in their 50s. And so therefore, if I'm going to use the same image or the same video or the same reel or same whatever, I may consider changing up the copy or changing my messaging to make sure that I'm appealing to the demographics of that. For instance, on Instagram, I'm probably not going to do a ton of advertising for empty nesters. Now, don't get me wrong, there's probably empty nesters on Instagram. I'm not saying that, but that's not the majority of their audience. So I mentioned on Monday, stop doing the, the lazy share to Facebook also and then having it go to both places. Why? Different age groups. And there's a lot of things that you can do differently with your copy to appeal to each of those. We talked about that earlier this morning. Number eight, stop sharing from your business page. In fact, just stop sharing altogether. Sharing is one of the weakest things you can do on Facebook. You know, you see something cool and you share it. You, you post something on your business page and you share it. You have to, unfortunately, create a new post. I've had a lot of our audiences ask me about this because, you know, they were taught, well, if I create something on my business page, then I can just share it to my personal page, right? Well, yeah, that's the lazy, easy way to do it, and that's also the way that will get you no views, no clicks, no likes, no comments. So what do I have to do? Well, after you're done writing your great copy and creating this amazing image or sharing this amazing, amazing video, you're gonna copy and paste, and you're gonna take it over to Facebook, your personal profile, and you're just gonna create your own post. Don't share from one to the other. I can't tell you how many times we do the half-day sessions and we say, hey, share that you're on the hashtag 21 ways tour and we go in and look and everyone's sharing from their business page. And then you know what's amazing? We look at the, the shares from the business page and the shares from the personal page. The business page, almost always, you know, three likes, four likes, no comments. The personal page, 27 likes, three comments, whatever. Stop sharing between the two, just create or copy and paste. Same thing goes for if you're on a team or your brokerage creates an awesome post or your team or your marketing team on the team that you're on creates some awesome content. Just copy and paste it. Don't share it. It won't, be, it won't get you the same effect. Number nine. Number nine. And don't get mad. Stop using Canva on your personal profiles. Stop using Canva on your personal profiles. 
I know, you just got the pro version, you're just starting to get good at it, and you're telling me not to use this, what's going on? What is the purpose of Canva? Just give it some thought for a second, don't answer out loud, but think about the purpose of Canva. The purpose of Canva is to create images for you to use on social media to sell your audience on you. The purpose of Canva is to create images to help you get more listings, to help you show the audience all the success you have with buyers, all of your followers. Doesn't Facebook business have a platform for advertising? Uh, you bet. And don't you think that when they see your post that's utilizing a Canva image with your face, your name, your phone number, your company logo, don't you think they're going to recognize that you're trying to sell their audience on something? You bet. And guess what ends up happening? You end up getting less likes. You end up getting less comments. Now, there's one exception to this rule, and that is if you write great copy, you're, it, won't, it won't matter. If the copy is strong, then the Canva image will still get great exposure and comments and likes and so forth. And by the way, I'm not saying to stop using Canva altogether. I'm just suggesting you only use it every now and then on your personal page. And you use it mostly on your business page. Because consumers respond better to raw photos. Right? I made the, 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 the comment to Sean on the top agent panel yesterday. I see your posts all the time. And sometimes it's literally just a picture of the closing table with everyone's hand signing. Raw, instant, right now, real stuff. They don't want something that looks like it was doctored or like it was made in a, in, you know, behind the scenes by a creative person. They want the closing photo or the congratulations or standing in front of the house or holding up the keys. Be creative with some of these photos, but don't put Canva stuff around it. Don't put your logo and your name and face and all this around it. Write good copy. Have a cool photo, and you'll be just fine. I promise you that. Number 10. Promote buyer success stories on social media just as much, if not more often, than seller success stories. Promote buyer success stories on social media just as much or more often and seller success stories. Why is this? Because the best marketing, remember, the best messaging solves a problem. So there's three areas that I'm going to market my buyer success stories. Number one, I want you to write down time. Just write down the word time. Time. Whenever I'm able to help a buyer secure a home in 30 days or less, I want to shout that from the rooftops. Whenever I have a success story of buyers you know, holding up their keys or standing in front of the house or leaving the real estate office or the title office, congratulations to my buyers. They just got an offer accepted on a home in just 17 days. Marketing that solves problems stands out. The second thing I want you to write down under this point is money, money. Whenever you're able to save the buyer's money because you got the money off from their home inspection or their home appraisal, you shout that from the rooftops. Now, I know that's a little more difficult right now because a lot of buyers are paying over appraisal or, or paying over sales price. 
But watch this. The home, we made an offer of $300,000 and we agreed to pay up to $20,000 over appraised value. Unfortunately, the appraisal came in at two sixty. dollars Oh, bummer. So guess what? The buyer got, gets the house for two eighty, dollars but they're $20,000 out of pocket. Bummer again. But you know what? In the long run, you just saved them twenty grand. See the $20,000 difference? So guess what? My promotion has saved my buyers $20,000. And oh, by the way, we got their home secured in 17 days. Money is the second thing to promote. And the third thing would be multiple offers won. Multiple offers won. Meaning, how many offers were you up against? How many bidding war, how many, how many offers were you competing with to get your offer accepted. Multiple offers won. Meet the Johnsons. Not only did I save them 20 grand on their home, but we found a home in 17 days, and oh, by the way, we beat out seven other offers. Okay, I think we have a slide on this, an example of one. Now, it used, it, the post uses Canva, but this was before I was giving that advice. You guys can go to the next slide, please. Buyer success story slide, there we go by one of our agents actually. Now again, this was before I was giving the advice on Canva, but what was great about this post, and this was only taken like an hour after, I mean, this, he already had like 56 likes after an hour. Why did, does a post like this do so good even though he used Canva? Two reasons, number one, save my buyer 10K. Marketing that solves a problem stands out. Number two, look at the, the, the copy. Inflation, it's a fear of many buyers right now. The question is, if I buy now, am I purchasing the home at the height of the market? If I buy now, am I going to pay 10,000, 20,000 above the true value of the home? What do we call that? A hook, come on, what do we call that? A hook. That hook is what causes them to stop scrolling and click, you know how nowadays it says click for more or whatever, click more, they're gonna keep reading because of the hook. Marketing that solves a problem will get noticed. A post like that will get screenshot and sent to family members or friends that they know that are looking for a home right now. Number 11. Number 11. Can we get a couple stools up here, please? Just two, two stools, please. Number 11. Become a master at short form and long form video. Become a master at short form and long form video. You heard from somebody that's a master at long form, YouTube. Short form, short form is taking a long form and just chopping it up. We were in the VIP lunch yesterday, you may remember that Brittany said, hey, when you create a video, make sure you are repurposing that video. And she went on to explain, when you have a five-minute or 10-minute or 20-minute video, you probably have 15 other videos within that 15-minute video. Become a master at short-form and long-form video. Thank you for taking your time to join Jeff today on the Live Unreal with Glover You podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, take the real estate self-assessment. After you complete the assessment, a member of Glover U will get on a call with you to create an action plan to improve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com self 
If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify and subscribe today. Until next time.